won't open new doors. Ancient maps can't guide us into uncharted territory. It's time for new patterns of evolutionary change to discover what we're made of way beyond our known human capacities. If you're interested in reclaiming holy ground in your everyday life, awake to the full experience of your divinity as a human being, more receptive to the mystery and grace of this optimizing force that gave birth to your existence, while amplifying a legacy of love on the planet, welcome. I'm Hilani. Let's dive into the mysterious depths of epic transformation and ignite the blaze of your incarnation because your radiance rocks our world. beauties. I'm delighted to bring you episode two, entitled, The Future So Bright, You Gotta Wear Shades. In episode one, I shared with you in detail how the vision of the promise of a new beginning was shown to me back in early 2000s. And this revelation was very luminous and continues to be what I call a revelation of an emerging future. I've been shown that the task to create a tipping point toward this manifestation is going to call on a collective of human beings united in this intention to participate in meaningful ways as a catalyst for this future possibility. It feels fitting to entitle this message with the phrase that a soul sister said to me many years ago when I shared this vision with her. And afterwards, she said jokingly, the future's so bright, you gotta wear shades. Her remark was very fitting, given what I'd been shown. And yes, this promise of a pristine, gem-toned earth can be realized if we'll slow down enough to really listen to what Mother Earth is saying to us and what the cosmos is moving us toward. This emerging future is calling us to take a stand at the leading edge in service to the wholeness of the world. I know. How can we create a luminous future when the world appears so bleak? Well, therein lies the necessity for a united intention and our collective ability to courageously dream a new world into being. And yes, it takes a tremendous amount of optimism. I'm not foolish enough to think that I can uphold this vision on my own. Truly, I'm not alone in the realization of this new paradigm story for all life here on Earth. The first response was a task that was shown to me at the time to do grid work and assist a group of people in constructing stone circles in specific places on the planet. Then I would sing a spontaneous medicine melody that held the origin frequency of the rocks, accompanied by the group singing with me. 
that would wake the stones up through the power of the circle formation, creating points of transmission of this new frequency. It was a powerful and intimate experience with Mother Earth, emitting the light of a harmonious vibration that would ripple out in all directions. Over the course of human history, there have been periods of progress, prosperity, innovation, peace, and stability. Life is elevated during these Renaissance times, where the underlying frequencies of creation seem to be supporting our growth. And there are darker times, periods of stagnation, deterioration, extinction, wars, and destruction, coinciding with a heaviness that can feel burdensome and difficult. In those darker times, we often experience more fear, confusion, and uncertainty about the future. In hindsight, we often see that during the darker times, as things are unraveling, a new foundation is simultaneously coming into existence as a driving force towards what's next. Perhaps you'd agree with me that we're living through one of the darker cycles. Many aspects of our lives and our way of being human together are unraveling. The antidote is not about being personally optimistic or trying to hold it all together. The gift is in our alignment with the new evolutionary forces that are ever-present and operating under the radar. We need a kind of optimism that is founded on the knowing that creation is at work on our behalf and creating another leap for what it means to be human. There is a larger movement afoot that can be trusted and calls for our attention and participation in embodying new potentials for existence. As life on Earth takes a leap, all the old structures that were created out of the past must dissolve, transform, and eventually fall away to make room for the new frequencies of life that are being gifted to us to assist in both our expansion and a new human embodiment simultaneously. When I feel into and observe the realms of possible realities, what is reflected is a multitude of possibilities in numerous dimensions of probable frequencies, of which each one can be a choice by any one of us. Creation always offers up what our minds are focusing on as a response to our attention. Currently, with a divided humanity, The result is a plethora of choices that have been generated through the thoughts of humanity over a period of millennia that are not necessarily in alignment with the movement of divine intelligence. However, underneath all these unconscious choices, I can see a divine plan, an orchestrated destiny that is asking for our participation in unfolding this new wave of opportunity 
if we will only catch a glimpse. The next leap in human consciousness is not about advanced technologies, new healing modalities, self-development, or the momentary bliss of altered states. It's about the actualization of our greater human capacities and new structures of life that are founded on wholeness. This embodied wholeness honors our sovereignty, our eternal purpose and prosperity, and our unified global family rooted in pure love as beacons of living light. Then our relationships generate the environment in the presence of peace that elevates the space between us as citizens of Earth, members of life, and future ancestors, supporting the advanced destiny of the new generation of incoming souls. We are all being called to be mystics in the mainstream, as visionary messengers, so that we can prepare ourselves and our fellow guardians of Earth for this emerging future. What this future looks like and our role in it will only be revealed by how we are being, where we place our attention, and how we'll be transformed, and how conscious our choices will be, and therefore what actions we choose to take. As a human species, we are already on our way. However, you must be willing participants, fully engaged in the divinization of existence. Even though we have the codes of radical change within us, we also have the energy of resistance that is the fear of the new, of the mysterious unknown. What this will ask of you is commitment and bold action. It is not for the faint of heart, but please don't be concerned or lose hope. You are up to this task. You were made for this time. I know this because you possess the powerful potential for great love and wisdom. We all do. And it goes far beyond the already known and accepted capacities within our human abilities. It takes a wholehearted commitment to a paradigm shift and some epic transformation to recognize what is happening. Seems daunting, doesn't it? I realize that this might seem like an impossible task, given our current circumstances and that this regeneration of our world will not fully materialize within our lifetimes. However, if our choices are courageously dedicated to dreaming this into being, then heaven on earth will surely be revealed within its own timing, when we're ready to see it. I'm devoted to the realization of this emerging future, because the new pathways are being mapped out for us, emerging pathways to becoming a luminous humanity united in one global heart in service to the wholeness of the world.
To get to a place of great transformation takes a collective dedication, the likes of which we have never seen on this earth. There is so much to collaborate on, and everyone must step up to participate in meaningful ways. If we look at this challenge from a wider lens, we realize that we are being tasked with becoming creators of our new world by tapping into an unseen force that awakens our divine gifts and reveals how to apply them for the highest good. In essence, what we are called to do is to set blessings in motion that will help activate ourselves individually and collectively to live inside a powerful field of loving grace. Once we claim that, we are then called to help activate our fellow human beings to do the same. Our challenge is to move beyond old patterns of living and envision a world where our relationships with everything around us begin to evolve to a higher level, creating a massive transformation of everything we once thought we knew and what we were taught to believe for the emergence of a future where a new humanity and planetary civilization can thrive. Imagine how different our human societies and cultures would be if we were to operate and relate as flourishing living systems, contributing to the evolution of life on the planet and our collective humanity, as well as the maturation of consciousness. You might be thinking, considering the state of our world and maybe your life, I may sound extremely optimistic. In the current climate, with the given trajectory of a downward spiral and the level of development that humanity is currently at, as an optimistic individual, maybe it makes you feel a little better and perhaps helps you to see a more positive perspective. But it doesn't really have a lot of power to affect real change. Even meeting people with a more positive attitude and kindness, more loving and aliveness, this innate goodness and optimistic attitude can help to uplift people by melting away negativity and selfishness. It cuts through human defensiveness until people begin to coalesce around kindness. But its potential for a tipping point is quite small, given our situation. If we're to create a new world story, where does this leave us? It must be rooted in something more than personal hope or belief or concern. This points to the realization of something based on optimism. But we must align ourselves with the optimizing force that gave birth to our existence for any of this to be realized. What I'm pointing to here is a way beyond simple optimism. It's more than personal hope or belief or an optimistic attitude. It demands a high level of trust in life itself. 
If you can't quite join me in claiming a radical trust in life, let me break it down for you. We need a different level of optimism. As I contemplated this higher order of optimism, I began to play with words. Extraordinary? This is defined as going beyond what is usual or customary. Yes, this could be appropriate, but it didn't feel profound enough. How about outrageous? This is defined as exceeding the limits of what is usual, not conventional. Okay, closer. Where do we have to stand in order to have a sense of optimism without any spiritual bypassing or reliance on individual hope or a belief that doesn't really generate a lot of power to affect change. This vision is calling for radical optimism. Okay, I know that this is a strange coupling of words, but hang in here with me. Let's explore this further. Radical is defined as relating to or affecting the fundamental nature of something, far-reaching or thorough. It's profound and comes from the Latin word radix, meaning root and vital to life, its origin. It's sweeping, powerful, penetrating, and non-linear, meaning its action is not gradual. Uh, yes, this is the word that best defines a higher order of optimism. Optimism derives from the Latin word optimus, meaning the best, the highest of all possible outcomes. From the richest to the most esteemed, that produces the most favorable and greatest abundance. It reflects a knowing that future conditions will work out for the better. Yeah, I think this is what is being called for, radical optimism. For the most part, we think of optimism from an individual point of view. You know it. What is best for me? But there's something beyond your personal point of view and having a certain intention or free will. We're so immersed in the world now that as much as you can close your eyes in meditation or be singularly focused on paying attention to your own family or turning off the news in order to stay inside an atmosphere that upholds beauty, richness, and nourishment, at this point in time, with 8 billion humans on the planet, we cannot ignore that there are prevailing frequencies. There's more energy moving that is absolutely affecting all of us, and not necessarily in beneficial ways. This was different 30 years ago, where you could ignore some of what was going on globally. Our attention tends to be oriented around what we care about. As the saying goes, where we place our attention, energy flows. So let's examine different levels of attention and how being aware of these levels of focus can help us reorient toward an elevated optimism. 
Please note that these levels of attention are not hierarchical. One is not better than another. But as our awareness expands, our attention deepens, and therefore our motivations become more refined. The first level of care and concern is egocentric. This level of attention consists of our basic survival and safety needs, of having a sense of order, stability, and security. When we're interacting at this level, the question is, what can I get out of this? How does this support me? I need more because I don't have enough. We seek external validation through an accumulation of possessions, and we're dependent on social groups to boost our self-esteem and optimism. There is a concern for proving oneself or protecting a particular self-image. The gathering of prestige and power is the focus. In its shadow, it can manifest as extreme narcissism and overindulgence. The next level of attention is ethnocentric. This is a very natural focus for most of us and has to do with caring for friends, family, our animals, and our extended family or chosen family. A group of people that you identify with strongly. This is about love and belonging and our need to be accepted by those around us and to have stable, secure relationships that elevate our optimism. Ethnocentric can also relate to your religion and expression of a specific culture that upholds a sense of identity that stabilizes you. Next is world-centric. This is where we begin to identify with caring for and having concern about the world and our planet and how we affect it and all the people in it. Many of you have careers that are operating inside this level of care and concern, or you've devoted yourself to the importance of regenerating the ecosystem and being intimately connected to nature. This is stepping beyond our personal needs to experience more fulfillment through realizing more of a holistic potential that incorporates a soul-centric perspective that awakens the desire for a purposeful life. We want to give to the world and others from a place of abundance. This level of love for our planet and our soul tribe can become a burden and weigh us down. As we try to design systems and family structures that support other human beings who need ongoing care. I'm sure by now that you're very frustrated because this endeavor can demand a lot of energy on your part. It's challenging to be optimistic if you're world-centric, right? In this domain of attention, there's a lot of effort required most of the time. It can be chaotic and confusing, with little coherence because our attention is being drawn outward toward many distracting possibilities that tend to generate polarization. 
And most of us know that even if we can calm ourselves down and feel good, the world is still going in a direction that we don't have control over. It's not all negative, but we are in a transitional time, which tends to make it very rigorous for us humans. As activists, it can take us down. The one that is often misunderstood is called cosmocentric. This is the domain of spirit, of the great mystery, of the field of pure possibility. It includes the world, but it's not only about Earth, or only about your family, or how life is showing up for you. Cosmocentric has more to do with the optimizing forces of evolution, of being spirit-oriented with the divine intelligence that is moving things forward and interpenetrating all these other realms of attention I've mentioned earlier. It's about the desire to experience, unite with, and serve that which is beyond the individual self, the unity of all beings. This is a level of human maturity that indicates someone who completely accepts themselves. They can let go and give themselves over not only to love, but to any life experience or creative expression, as they are now an apprentice to the mystery of life. Some of you may be artists or musicians with the ability to drop into the current or scientists who drop into the zone of expanding awareness and you're innovating in some realm of expression. With a cosmocentric orientation, you're more on the edge of playing with evolution, an unrelating curiosity with a sense of wild wonder about what's next. This is where the visionaries are hanging out and listening to or seeing into what creation is creating. If you're world-centric, you're primarily concerned about creating what is practical in the world, and yet moving it forward with new solutions that may or may not be inherently harmonious and upholding the living structures of wholeness. Here's where being soul-centric invites you to discover your innate gifts to the world. A cosmocentric orientation drives things to work in the world, but it's perpetually innovating in alignment with something greater than our personal desires. It keeps us on that edge of what's emerging from a consciousness standpoint and reflecting what it is that's being offered to bring into form, and always generated from the source of all life that serves the wholeness of an evolving world. So, being radically optimistic depends on our ability to be cosmocentric, to uphold the vision of a pristine, gem-toned earth and the promise of a new beginning. Are you enthusiastic about where creation is emerging, where the newness is, 
And are you willing to facilitate that? For some of you, there may be a sense of this waking up in you, but you're not living it yet. You may feel a divine prompting that you can't put into words, or perhaps someone else has put words to it for you, and it piques your curiosity. There may be your moment to explore this, this something more that is prompting you from your depth. If there's any flirtation going on between you and the cosmos, please engage in this dance with more attention. This will expand your awareness so it can enter your life. This divine nuance begins to pull you because the evolutionary leap into greater human capacities lives in this realm of the cosmocentric. The evolutionary impulse is naturally optimistic. In fact, it's the optimizing force for this time of radical change. It's in being cosmocentric that upholds radical optimism. Here we have a chance for something magnificent to be realized. It requires us to reorient ourselves and our life in this domain and to come together in rendering our humanity in zero-point awareness. We can have access to something that we don't have to make up or don't have to talk ourselves into. There is an optimizing force that is moving existence forward into new, that is alive and wondrous, and it serves the whole of existence. But you cannot see it if you're not paying attention and listening deeply. And part of the paying attention is that we need to do it together. This is where existence is headed and wants us to live into. Does this make sense? Is what I'm pointing to feeling alive for you? How do you feel this will be realized in the world? Belief is not an access point, but if you start to feel something as I'm pointing to this, and some part of you feels a yes, or perhaps a deep longing is activated, then alignment is what existence is calling you to. It's clamoring for your attention. Since humans are the dominant species on the planet, the cosmocentric pull needs our attention and our alignment. And like all great spiritual teachings, it's not going to happen your way. <laughs> There's always a degree of surrender and discovery for how one comes into alignment so that what is happening is real for you, for collective humanity the planet, and for where existence is trying to take us. And it can be challenging for us to see within ourselves where existence is wanting to go, particularly for those of us who have done a lot of work on ourselves. What we've been doing for the last 50 years is not where evolution is wanting to take us now. There's something new on the horizon that is trying to get our attention 
that is made of something different. So, our evolutionary potential is central to radical optimism, to fulfill this promise of a new beginning, a frequency that moved through our consciousness back in the early 2000s. Let's refer to the vision I received about the pristine earth that I described in episode one of this podcast. Isn't this vision a peek into the future, world-centric? The answer is yes and more, as Mother Earth is cosmocentric in her nature. The frequency she emitted in the moment of delivering the vision is cosmocentric. It began to point my life in a particular direction, a very different trajectory. Her evolutionary movement is unified in awareness and harmonious in her physical form with the waves of optimizing potential that is moving in the cosmos and is directing her ascension into greater form. This calls us up as a humanity to be in the world but not of the world. We can only achieve this if we're cosmocentric in our attention. This establishes a foundation for us to be radically optimistic. The radical nature of optimism that we can access has more to do with something larger, where we begin to see that evolution is inherently optimistic. There are powerful forces that can alter existence irrevocably that have nothing to do with your subjective attitude or frame of mind. As we learn how to attune and align with these forces, it changes our capacity as human beings. In fact, you'll discover that this is the whole point. Our transformation as a humanity is right here now, if we are shown where to look. Over the course of history, we've had the ages that are very light-filled, and we've had dark ages. I don't think anyone would debate that. There have been times where there is more darkness, more things are falling apart, and there have been times where there is a whole new golden age with new things coming into existence. At this point, we're in one of those times where it's darker and things are falling apart, but there's something more, more luminous, that's arising at the same time. Our institutions are being shaken up and dismantled. It's not about being optimistic and holding it all together. It's about where do we go when we're in one of these states in the world together as humans? where we can't really see it getting wildly better anytime soon. Over the last 60 years, we've lived at a time where it all looked like progress. It seemed like it just kept happening, and now we're having a wake-up call. Like, maybe not. Maybe there's a point where it all starts to slip backwards, and it's difficult to be optimistic about that. 
So rather than responding to the polarity of optimism versus pessimism, how do we respond to that? How do we meet this intelligently? The radical nature of optimism has something more to do with recognizing that evolution is innately optimistic, a movement towards something more harmonious, whole, fresh, and spontaneously innovative. If ever there was a time to take our connections deeper inside the evolutionary opportunity that is available, it's now. This is why radical optimism is needed now more than ever, and the extraordinarily powerful shifts that are possible as we harness the practical power and wisdom of radical optimism together. Placing our attention on being cosmocentric will fortify our radical optimism to support us in dreaming a new world into being. The vision of a new earth has been passed down for thousands of years and has been held by many of our ancestors as the promise for this new beginning. This vision is a promise for a more evolved humanity, bringing an end to war, violence, suffering, and hardship. What does the New Earth mythos mean to you? And what does this reveal about our collective rite of passage during this tipping point time? There is a way we can create a new paradigm story about what it means to be human. Spirit has shown me just how incredible life truly is. That incredibleness lives in every cell of our being. Yet people either don't realize that and don't believe that, or they ignore it. So if you're resonating with being world-centric and you don't like our current world story then start telling a better story, even before it becomes reality. We cannot create radical change from within the old story. Live a higher truth from the reality of what you're realizing from within. Inspire the change. What you appreciate, appreciates. Devote time, attention, and intention to this coming of the higher plan for our earth and all the species she provides for. Collaborate with the cosmos within a higher architecture of light and this new earth story being born. It already exists in the imaginal realm. During this time when death and collapse are dismantling the very foundations of our societies, a rebirth of the self is an absolute necessity right now. You are that story. You are living this yourself right now. Culture, religion, and the politics of our beliefs are all clamoring to be newly reimagined. This is the time of the new conception that will birth the new era. We're living in a potent time of rebirth. 
This is the revival of our souls from the potential of our greater future. The future that brings to life new patterns and possibilities that unlock the hidden treasures of our minds and hearts. This is an act of creation that will release the purpose, plan, and greater possibilities of our lives. It's absolutely thrilling. We're made for these times. So let me ask you, how would the world change if your self-care includes and is invested in your becoming through your potential orientation, your blossoming as a steward of your humanity and as a gift back to nature? Think about that for a minute. Your highest potential is playing a part, even essential, to our collective evolution. It's through this generosity that our radical optimism and regenerative capacity is elevated to generate fertility, abundance, creativity, and thrive ability. It's essential that we recognize that our interdependence allows for pure diversity, where each of us are embodied here on Earth to fulfill a specific role that is part of and serves the whole through shared unity. This is your invitation to not only participate in a mysterious and magnificent adventure into experiencing a new way of living and relating with one another, one born of wholeness, but to also take responsibility for sharing your great transformational artistry with humanity. Your challenge, if you choose to accept it, is to be the embodiment of a revelation of an eternal purpose, because truly, your radiance rocks our world. Our ultimate task is not to save the world from collapsing, but to generate the frequencies of a new world that we want to live in together, one where all life thrives. So here's a couple of questions for you. How are you giving space for life to move through you as you? What is possible for you now as you turn inward and access a higher order of possibility and thriveability. I'm gonna say it again. The future's so bright, you gotta wear shades. Thank you for listening. I hope these evocative messages fill you up with love and the wonder of possibility. Together, we can collaborate in birthing a new world where all life thrives. If you've enjoyed this episode, then feel free to subscribe now. Your participation matters to me, so give me back your reflections by reviewing this episode. If you'd like to contact me directly, you can find me at hiolani.com.
Until next time, I invite you to be the person whose life reflects your awakening. As you continue to lean into the wild, the wise, and the wonder of your emerging potential, while rooting your life in the revelation of love.